Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. How you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome once again to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast with all the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember, as well as our show on air with RTE and online via the website or your favourite podcasting app, we keep you up to date on all things tech every day with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can sign up for free at techcentral.ie. Joining me as always is Niall Kitson, editor of Tech Central. And I suppose the one story that we're looking at is the Apple launch earlier in the week. And I think that we are maturing and growing up a little bit, a bit like Apple. Uh, Okay, you're going to have to explain yourself there. Uh, I'm I'm never going to grow up, so... (laughs) Normally... What do you mean, maturing? Normally, when we talk about Apple, because I'm a Samsung guy and you're an Apple guy, uh, I always say, well, that's a load of pants because Samsung have done it for years, but this is the first time we've both turned around and went... Yeah, that's a pretty good phone. Ah, okay, right. Well, when you say pretty good phone, um, are we going to are we talking about the top top end of the market, or can we talk about sort of the lower end first and work our way up? I think uh, no. Both uh, both the iPhone eight, uh, the eight plus, and the iPhone X are all excellent phones. And ah, I, okay. And I think what it's coming down to now is really kind of because I mean they're all on a par with the Galaxy uh, uh, Eight, the S Eight, or the Note Eight. Okay. So it's more a case of well, which do you prefer? Do you prefer the uh, the whole walled garden thing of Apple, where they try and keep everything very simple, and you do what you're told, and it'll work with all your other Apple products, or do you prefer a little bit more freedom, like I do? Uh, I'm working with Samsung's version of uh, Google Android. Okay, so you would say that probably for the first time there is an equal test bed, whereas oh. before you you would argue that Samsung were always sort of ahead technically and then Apple would catch up but, but do it their way and uh, you see you're starting to, to dig now because I don't think there's any argument to be made I think Samsung are ahead <laughs> but but you see you've just argued that you know we're, we're on a par that the uh, SH yes, and the, yes, the but Samsung and Samsung delivered the Note 8 months before Apple came out with their phone so it still looks like Apple is following um, okay, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you slightly on that because um, Apple have done a few things that Samsung haven't quite managed yet. Um, and we'll, we'll let's talk about a few of them. I mean, for the, the 8 and the 8 Plus, they're pretty much carrying on in, um, you know, the, the mode of the 7 and the 7 Plus, which is fine. Um, the, I mean, this year's models really don't have that much change in them. They've got a better camera. Um, a better processor, uh, which is the which they're calling the A11 Bionic chip, which it's kind of hard to gauge Apple's chip performance in a way because they, they put their own nomenclature on things, so it's it's pretty hard to you know compare apples with apples, if you will. Um, they've also got a, a, this nice True Tone uh, display. Now, what's interesting for me is the fact that you know iPhones are coming. Their storage options aren't as modest as they were, right? So the, the 8 is available in 64 gigs and 256. So there's no, no 8 gig, no 32 gig. You know, you're straight into the higher end of storage. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's it's generally the same. I mean, the, the 8 comes with a 4.7 inch screen. The 8 Plus is a 5.5 inch screen. 
um, as I say, nice new camera. Um, uh, now the price point. Oh yes, one thing that I should mention: the they now come with a glass back, much in the same way that the iPhone 4 and the 4s came with glass on the back as well. Now for me, that's a little bit of a moot point because. I'm going to slap the most expensive case I can find on it anyway because I'm petrified of something happening to my nice expensive phone. Um, and I think a lot of people would be of that mind as well because as we know, sir, glass is very attractive and all that, but it's also a bit slippy. I think you would agree. Yes. Uh, the only thing that kind of annoys me about the glass is that they make these fantastic pieces of technology and they look superb and then people dump them into auto cases so that they don't get uh, damaged. It's not dumping in it. It's it's future proofing. <laughs> yes, but you, you, you don't, you sure don't you see don't the phone anyway. As as you say, it's a moot point. What what, what else excited you about the uh, the iPhones? Um, well, I guess I guess for the the eight, that's that's kind of it. I mean, we found out a little bit more about um, iOS eleven when it's coming out, and that will be on the nineteenth of September. We found out a little bit more about um, when High Sierra is going to arrive. That's going to be the 25th of September. And because these are software updates, they're, they're going to be pushed out. So that'll, that'll be, you know, uh, broadly across the board. So that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, from what I can see of iOS 11, really the main selling point is that they've changed control center a bit. Um, with High Sierra, there's nothing really that kind of blew me away, if memory serves. Um, so, you know, so long as these things don't break anyone's computers, I think people will be happy enough with them. Um, I, think so that the, I think that there's one major flaw with both the Galaxy Note 8 and the, uh, the new iPhones, which I don't like on either, and that is accessing the phone in the first place. And we saw a problem at the iPhone launch where the uh, facial recognition now is the big thing. It's like, you know, you just look at the phone and then you swipe up and it recognizes your face and that's, that ha- that's how it opens and it's more secure. But it didn't work on the demonstration. And yeah, well, that's because uh, I think Apple are doing it in a slightly more complicated way that your face can move and they're sort of scanning it. They're not taking a picture of it in the, in the same way that your Samsung does. Mm. Uh, but nice. I, I, I don't like that whole facial recognition idea in the first place at all. And I think it's even worse with the Galaxy Note 8 because they've got a fingerprint reader, which is another duh, 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 secure way of doing it. But it's on the back of the phone, which makes it uh, very awkward to get at. I just don't like either method of accessing the phone. Yeah, well, you're a bit of a conspiracy theorist on this as well. You don't like the idea of having any personal data really on a on a handset, so especially if you know if your uh, handset gets hacked or whatever. Somebody might have access to your facial recognition data or your fingerprint. Well, so. aside from all that, but just I can't see the, the facial recognition thing working because I think you've got, you know, difference in light or your face may change or you may be wearing a disguise one night. You could be beaten up one night and your face looks like mush. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't use your phone. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I am a conspiracy theorist, however. Uh, but that's that's that they were the things I, I didn't like. But we are agreed that uh, the iPhone 8 is an excellent phone and we're agreed that the Note 8 is an excellent phone. And they're kind of on a par at this stage uh so you say anyway yep that's fine uh <laughs> if, I, if i get you to admit that that will do me just fine um what okay, else let's, what let's else did about, apple announce yes okay uh will we talk about star of the show a little bit later because i want to get get a few things out of the way that are slightly lower down the food chain okay um, so we have a 4k version of the um apple tv uh-huh uh, 
which uh, also supports uh, 4K HDR, which is a little bit more vibrant. Um, now, I've got a couple of issues with uh, 4K at the moment, um, not personally, but in, in general. One is that if you want to watch something 4K uh, streaming, one, it is going to hammer your data allowance if you happen to be on one. And two is you need a minimum, on Netflix anyway, the minimum is a 14 meg connection. Now, for a lot of people in Ireland, that's that's a big issue because we all know that we're we're paying for X megabits per second and that's not very often what we're getting. I mean, mm. this is why you don't see um, speeds advertised on mobile phone ads anymore. They will just say 4G, four times faster than 3G because nobody wants to commit to an actual actual number because then you get to go to Comreg and say, look, this has never been delivered on my handset. What's the story? So this is kind of, that's going to be a big issue with people. Um, but hogging your uh, your broadband allowance is, is going to be kind of major as well for me. It's just, is there a better storage capacity and how is that, how's the, the movie library working out? Um, and I think the, the answer is both are doing pretty well. Um, let me just bring up the um, current on the Apple TV yeah you've got uh, 32 gigs or 64 gig models now they are a bit more expensive like I mean they're starting at $179 so guess what we'll probably get dollars to euro over here as uh, because we get screwed on these things um, so uh, would I go out and buy that mm, I don't know if I, if I saw a second hand one in you know my local computer exchange or something like that I'd still probably go for the second hand one because all I care about is access to the movie library not terribly interested in uh, in 4K or even you know if, if HD w- was a differentiator that cost me like 10 euro or something like that I'd be like yeah mm. not terribly troubled um, so that's that's kind of where I am um, I don't know Dusty Apple TV good idea bad idea D- it doesn't do anything for me at all right okay well I tell you what's interesting about 4K um, and this was something that I noticed when I saw the first few episodes of Marco Polo, which has now been cancelled, by the way, because uh, not a lot of people liked it. But um, here's here's the deal. When H- High Definition first came out, uh, I noticed that TV shows actually started looking pretty fake in high definition. And that's because they were made with, you know, 480p resolution in mind. So, you know, certain things were cheated and that kind of thing. Whereas now... Uh, you know, shows are made with for with HD in mind, so you get to see, you know the lighting on them is much better. You know, the HD is more expressive without being overpowering, and it's 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 good. You know, filmmakers have adapted to it. Uh, however, when I watched Marco Polo in 4K, it looked awful. It looked like everything had been taken out and superimposed, and the image was kind of flat looking to me. And all the all the sets actually looked really cheap. You know, for such an expensive production, I could make out the bits that were sort of painted on. You know, the details that were painted in to to look more uh, to look more expressive. Uh, and as a result, to me, it looked really inauthentic. So I wasn't a huge fan of seeing things in four K. And I think it'll take uh, for me. I think it'll take a while for people to figure out how to make four K shows um, to the best of their advantage. Um, I mean, it's something that has happened with IMAX. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, The Inhumans um, came out, and this was Marvel's first outright flop of a TV show in a while. And one of the reasons for it was that um, it, it was meant to be filmed, the first two episodes were to be filmed in IMAX and uh, given a limited release in cinemas. However, uh, in the end, only certain bits of the shows were filmed in IMAX. 
So you had people going on to the cinemas and going, wow, the IMAX bits look great and the rest of it looks like muck. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, uh, that people will kind of look at it on, on a comparison kind of a basis. Uh, and I think we went from analogue television and VHS uh, and, and DVD Um the whole thing, the move to HD TV, I think, was partly driven by the emergence of digital television. So it wasn't just the fact that you were getting a crisper and cleaner picture, but you were also getting the nice on-screen displays and, and the user interface. And it was the whole package that really attracted people. Mm. I'm wondering now if people are willing to fork out extra money to go from uh, HD to a slightly better picture on uh, 4K. It's not a slightly better picture, though. I mean, this is meant to be uber super. And it, it can be. It can be. Like, I mean, I've seen things on 8K that was just ridiculous. And you're, you were starting to see things shot on 8K as well. Um, anyway, let's let's park the Apple TV and talk about a device that neither of us has an awful lot of interest in, but <laughs> has actually been made significantly better. Uh, and that would be the Apple Watch. They've made it significantly better. Excellent. Amuse me. Uh, it's it, they've actually they've they've untethered it from the iPhone. It is now a device unto itself. It's got LTE connectivity, something it should have had from the very start. So that with LTE connectivity, essentially what it's doing is it's making a copy of the SIM card that's in your phone, so that you can use the watch independently to take and receive calls. Um. Yeah. Basically, but but. Uh, like you, you can your phone doesn't have to be in range anymore. Um, so you know the the previous model was you had your mm. phone in your pocket and your your watch was linked to it and yada yada. You don't have to do that anymore. So yeah, your watch your phone can be anywhere else uh, within reason, I, I imagine, um, and you will be able to use your use your. Um, watch as normal well the pitch um, as i saw it from apple was that you could almost use the uh the apple watch independently for those occasions uh, that you need to take calls like for example when you're out surfing <laughs> yeah uh, that was one know, of the examples take a call while you're surfing it's like are you joking that's like a father ted show isn't it i'll just bring yeah. father maloney now <laughs> yeah yeah that's true actually yeah but um I, for me i mean this is this is the sort of model that smartwatches should have been working on from the start. I and mean, it's one of the reasons why they've struggled in the market to begin with, that, uh, you know, I've got a phone in my pocket, I've got a watch in my wrist, and they do exactly the same thing. Yeah, the, the thing, I, did, I was looking at the shots of the uh, iWatch, and it still looks too big, it still looks too bulky, it doesn't look like it sits on your on your wrist very well. Um and the thing that actually drove me nuts about it is that uh, Apple, of course, making it because they turn every negative into a positive. They went, you'll get a full day out of one single charge. And it's like, I'm, I'm, call me old fashioned. But, you know, I like to put a battery into a watch and not have to change it for a year. Well, if, if that, you know, you should just just. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, this, that just, this business of having to charge your watch every night is like, are you joking? Mm, yeah yeah you know so uh, I've, I've no time for the apple watch i'm sorry i've i, I won't it, it, it just single out apple on that i have no time for smart watches at all yeah yeah i i think they're playing in the wrong space to be honest because watches are they can be such a high-end market and there's such an element of craft to them at the yeah. at the high end that i do i don't think a, a consumer electronics company can really match that level of precision um, which comes with a high-end watch. So yeah, I, I think they're, 
I think they're a dud device, to be honest. It's a dud product category. And, you know, the, the figures are there. Like, I mean, if you look at research from Gartner and IDG, um, yeah, it's not happening. It's just so, not selling. Anyway. Uh, another thing for uh, Apple's that just doesn't work <laughs> is uh, iTunes. But they're starting to make a little improvement to iTunes. What's that? Yeah, sm- small improvement, making it slightly less bloated. So the Mac App Store will no longer be part of iTunes. Uh, which is great. So now it is going back to being just an annoyingly bloated media player. Yay! <laughs> Can't wait. What, what, the one piece of hope that I saw about it was they're finally, because I, I think even Apple themselves are looking at it going, oh my God, this thing's a mess. Um, and I think what they've done by taking the App Store out of it is that they're starting to work on iTunes again to make it a half decent media player. Whether it happens or so. not. I don't know. Well, the, I mean, I, I use Media Monkey on my PC at home and, yeah. you know, it has its own issues. Um, but uh, I find that, yeah, this is this is all I want from iTunes. You know, like I've got a podcast app on my phone if I want to listen to podcasts. Um, if, if I want to listen to sort of digital music or whatever, um, I've got I've got Spotify. Um, I rip CDs. I don't uh, I don't download from um uh, store like that mm. so you know that's what does the job for me now I understand that okay you know iTunes is a massive cash cow for Apple but you know there are alternatives out there that, that will do the same thing anywho and the, the um, other interesting thing that, that you're saying about that with your music and, and your podcast app is that those apps do one thing and they do it well yeah whereas yeah. iTunes I, I, is I, trying I, to be all things to all people yeah yeah, I, I agree. So, you know, splitting out some of the App Store is a great idea. So, listen, what did you think of the uh, of the launch earlier in the week for Apple? Did you think it was a good show? Were you impressed? Well, we haven't mentioned the star of the show yet, which is the iPhone X, um, which is the phone that will kill us all because it's it's at least a grand. Ah, okay, all right. I, I, I thought when we were talking about the phones, we were talking about everything altogether. Um, no, no, no. Did you really think it was the star of the show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, I wrote a blog post about this earlier in the week. Um, it's just sort of thinking about Apple's pricing strategy for things. Um, and if you look at what they're doing, they have introduced a premium tier product that is substantially different from the one below it. Right. So the, the iMac Pro is substantially different spec wise from the iMac. Mm. I think you would agree. Yes. The MacBook Pro is substantially different from the MacBook. And we're finding that these sort of middle products like the um, the uh, MacBook Air and the Mac Mini and, you know, the previous Mac Pro, these are just being quietly phased out. And I think we're going to see that with um, sort of the, the low-end iPads as well. I think we're going to see um, the iPad Pro turn into an entry-level laptop. So we're slowly seeing the gutting of these mid-market products. So we're going to have sort of, okay, most people will use this and the rich people will have this. We're going to have a really clearly defined two-tier Apple. And I think the the iMac Pro when it arrives in December and the iPhone X are really the delineators in this movement. Okay, well, let, let me pick you up on that a little bit because I was looking at the specs for the for the iPhone eight plus and then comparing it to the iPhone ten, and I kind of went, "Hmm, I don't." There's not enough in the iPhone ten for me to say, "Well, that warrants an extra two hundred euro." Where where do you see the value in that? Why is the iPhone ten so much better than the iPhone eight? Well, as with Apple, a lot of it is coming down to the 
design, right? So you're, it's ever slimmer, ever more powerful, and that sort of notch in the top where they've crammed in all the sensors is is kind of pretty cool. And um, going edge to edge with this with the display is kind of nice as well. Um, the big breakaway being getting rid of the iconic home button, which has been with us since what the fifth general well since the since the ipod really mm. um so it's it's a big shift uh, for apple um and yeah i think i think people are really being entranced by the display um i mean we know functionality that it's it's going to be ios 11 so there's not really going to be that much in terms of function so we're looking at form and design and i think that's that's what's going to bring people to it um now uh, there's no way I'm I would come into contact with one of these things without a bomb-proof case. <laughs> I mean, they're just too expensive, and I think um, even when they arrive on the carriers over here, I can't see it being well. Maybe I can see it selling out, but selling out from a very low stock base. Well, I think that's the whole point. Is 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 maybe what they're looking at with the super high end of things with the iPhone ten is they're kind of putting all the best stuff in it, and they're starting their supply chains. Mm, and yeah. as they grow with the iPhone ten, you will probably see the features of the iPhone ten go into what is the iPhone eight now. And then we'll get an iPhone 11, which will be all the better or wh- whatever happens to be. It's kind of like, you know, the, the iPhone 10 is almost like the, the normal iPhone of tomorrow. But you can have it today. Yeah, we've, all, we've always had that little bit of trickle down with Apple. You know, they, they would introduce something that's really cool on one product and you'd, you'd wait for it to appear on another. And, and it might even be a superior category. It just might be something that's slightly different. Mm. Um, it's, it's pretty much the Apple way. But I think for the first time the, with the uh, iPhone 10, this is kind of, yeah, this is the top end of what Apple have to offer, really. There's, there's not a lot else there that you go, I wish this was in any of the MacBooks or, or something like that. Mm. I don't know if I, if I was sitting down and I was deciding what, what phone I'm going to get. Well, okay, so the duh, I'm going to pick the the Note Eight from uh, from Samsung. But why would I pick the Note Eight? Because uh, it's got a slightly bigger screen. Uh, it's got much better um, uh, screen resolution on it. Uh, it's got the ability to add more memory to it. It's got a headphone jack, which I still like, um, and all of these things the iPhone 10 don't doesn't have. Yeah. And it's yeah. still 200 euro cheaper than the iPhone 10. So that, that's why I'd go for it. Um, mm. I, I, I think the real reason with the, with the iPhone 10 is that you have people with money and people with money love being able to say, Oh, look what I got. And believe yeah. me, uh, because they have money to spare, they won't be putting it in an auto case or not a case. <laughs> <laughs> afraid that it drops. These are the kind of people who, if it drops and it smashes, it goes, oh, I'll pick up another one tomorrow. It really is a status uh, symbol more than anything else. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. It will, it will be a massive status symbol. Uh, it, it will be. But listen, the other thing uh, that we were talking about, because we're talking about the future and, you know, have the iPhone of tomorrow today and stuff like that, where are mobile phones going or where would we like to see them going? And I don't think you're too bothered, but I have a couple of ideas if you're if you're interested in hearing. Okay, fire, fire them at me. Um, well, what, what, I was thinking of two things, right? A comment that I keep hearing over and over about smartphones today is like, that's like having a supercomputer in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And essentially it is a computer in your pocket, but you can't use it like a computer. So what if you were able to have your smartphone, which was your computer 
It's like your laptop or it's your desktop or whatever. It's your computer. And when you're out and about and you want to use the small screen, off you go and do that. But when you get home, you're able to stick it into a dock, which connects then just to a screen, a keyboard and a, and a mouse. And then you just use it like your computer. And then you yeah, don't well, have I, to carry I gotta, around. I got to I got to stop you there because, because it's been done already, but it hasn't been yeah, mass marketed. Yeah, HP tried it mm. uh, for the business market, and it's okay. It's found its niche. Uh, Canonical tried it with Linux, and it flopped. But I mean, there's various reasons for that, um, mostly being Linux related. Mm. Um, so yeah, the possibility is out there. This is why I was interested in whether iOS and Mac OS were going to become more tightly integrated. Um, because that would imply that it's, uh, that it's on the roadmap, but it doesn't seem to be at the moment. But yes, I agree. I agree with that. And I think, I think Microsoft are trying to do something as well, or they were trying to do something like that. So you'd have your Windows phone and then you would have your laptop or you would have your desktop and everything would be the same interface. Yeah, well, we but, know what happened with Microsoft's hardware strategy. <laughs> True. Uh, I, d- I just think, you know, if it is that your your computer, and then you've got the problem of data and where do you keep your data and do you keep it in the cloud and then you've got to sync everything. I just think it would solve an awful lot of problems. Um, other small things that could be done is I would like to see a standard connector on uh, on all phones so you don't have this problem of a lightning cable for one brand and then a USB cable for another. Just have them all either use lightning or USB, whatever happens well, to thanks, be. Well, thanks to the EU, it's a, it is all micro-USB. Um, Except for Apple. God knows, I don't know how they managed to get their way around that. Answers on the back of a postcard, please. Well, there you go. And then uh, the other thing which I really like is wireless charging. But I think the wireless charging could be faster. Just somewhere where you could just put your phone on a desk or whatever, uh, and and half an hour later it's fully charged. Yeah, yeah. Well, of, of course, our uh, Apple released their, their uh, unveiled their wireless wireless charger as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen. Do you want to hear uh, where I think phones could really go? And you're you're going to accuse me of being very Richard Morganus. Okay. <laughs> How about a phone implanted in your brain? Incredibly, Richard Morgan. <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> These things are starting to happen already. You know, we're talking about you know facial recognition. Uh, we've seen some companies who are putting a, a, a little chip under the skin of employees so that just with their fingertip they're able to open doors and they're able to check in and check out of workers uh, and something like that. Uh, we're seeing it with uh, virtual reality and augmented reality with the glasses that you put over your eyes and you're able to see information uh, right in front of you. What if it was all wired directly into your brain? Yeah, well, I, I recommend you read uh, Sinners by Pat Cadigan. Uh, which I read earlier this year. Uh, it's a wonderful cyberpunk novel and, and she covers ca- kind of similar terrain. It's a great read. Excellent. All right. Well, so maybe we'll do that. Listen, uh, we have had a good chat about Apple and the iPhone and the future and where phones are going to go. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up for the show for this week. Uh, however, aside from mobile phones and stuff like that, we have one more thing, a uh, little story online that we couldn't get to talk about today. What is that? Yeah, well, uh, there's some great research going on in Waterford IT at the moment that will possibly redefine how data centres operate. Mm, Of course, you can get more on that and all of the Irish tech news with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more from techcentral.ie, as well as our weekly tech radio show online and broadcast every Friday at six on DAB Digital Radio with RT Radio One Extra. Until next time, from myself, Dusty, and from Nal Kitson at Tech Central HQ, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by DigitalAudioProductions.com. Tech.
Ciao.